Hello and welcome to Tuck and Run, the world's number one American football game show. As always, I'm your host, Dale Tucker. Week 10 is in the books, and boy was it a great one. From last-minute field goals to game-winning Hail Marys to game-changing injuries, and of course the Bears' continual march to mediocrity, it was a great week. Especially for my Lions. Of course, I know it's probably going to hurt us when it comes to the draft, just like last season when we tied against the Cardinals in Week 1 and then lost Chase Young in the draft to the Redskins. That's despite the fact that they actually beat us during the regular season. But damn, it does feel good to win. And ultimately, I guess that's the point, right? I mean, sure, I'd like a better draft pick if we aren't competing for a Super Bowl, which, spoiler alert, we aren't. But if given the choice between watching my team win or lose, I'll choose the former every time, even if it ends up being meaningless. Anyways, Ewan isn't here this week because he beat me in fantasy football, and when that happens, he isn't allowed on the show. But we do have a great episode lined up for you. Fargo is back to defend his unbeaten record, and even more importantly, we have a new competitor entering the arena. So without further ado, allow me to introduce our newest contestant. Coming to us from Rhode Island, out of the School of Hard Knocks, representing the Patriots as our home team today, it is my pleasure to introduce to you, Dan, all I do is win. Dan, how are you doing? Doing good, man. Ready to roll. Thank you for coming out. Thank you for being on here. We're happy to have you. It's good to be here. Fargo, I assume you have no last-minute questions. Dan, you have no last-minute questions? No, I, I think I got it. All right. If you have I'm any, as we go, you can always ask. Uh, Dan, I announced you as the home team because you're the closest to me, so I'm going to flip a coin right now. Call it in the air, heads or tails. We're going to go tails. You know, the problem that I have every week is this is not a normal coin. I don't know. So I'm going to say this is heads. It was heads. I just, it's just, this, you'd have to see it. It's what are you, just, RV Dent right now? You got the double-headed stuff? No, it's, it's this, I needed an oversized coin and I needed it quickly. And this is all Amazon had. You're like, you can't actually find. Why don't you just coin. do that on the internet, dude? Flip a coin. <laughs> yeah, well, because I spent money on this coin. Anyways, it's I heads. Mean, God, truth be told, I was going the Belichick route. I was going to defer and get ball at halftime. Yeah, it's heads. So now it's his choice. Fargo, would you like to go the Belichick <laughs> yeah, I route? I will go ahead and I will defer. All right, you'll defer. So, Dan, that means it is first and 10 on the 20. It is your ball first. What would you like to do for your very first question? Pass, run, and right. category. All right, well... After studying a little bit, I am actually going to go with a uh, 20, 20 yard run. I believe it's what is it, fantastical football. That sure is a category. Already doing better <laughs> than last week. You know the category names. So <laughs> you can both answer. Just wait for the beep that we've established there is, in fact, a beep. Which, oh, there is a beep? Yeah. I've, ever since you said that, I decided that I might as well use the beep. beep. <laughs> Which starting quarterback scored the least points in fantasy football in week 10? You did a run, so you get multiple choice. Was it Drew Brees, Baker Mayfield, Nick Foles, or Drew Locke? Drew Locke. Brees. Both of you said something different. I said Drew Brees. <laughs> yeah, and one yeah, of Drew you, Locke. and both of you are incorrect. Oh. Who do you think it was? It's, now that you both Baker. know, 
No, it's that's Baker. also incorrect. Really? Nick wow. Foles. Wow. Scored Nick two, Foles. 2.44 <laughs> fantasy points in week 10. I mean, I know he did nothing, but, like, Drew Locke had five total turnovers, uh, dude. That really goes to the whole Bears situation. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm shocked. Yeah, Nick Foles, 2.44. Luckily for you, though, Dan, you don't lose any yards. That was a run, so it's second and 10 still at the 20. What would you like to do? All right. I'm going to go uh, – Potent passers for 10 yards uh, run. Potent passers. Your question is, which quarterback had the highest average completed air yards in week 10? Now, do you understand what I'm, what I'm asking? Yes. Yep. All right. Was it Tua Tagovailoa, Drew Locke, Daniel Jones, or Kyler Murray? I'm going to go Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray is incorrect. He had the fourth highest Ooh. at 6.7. Oh, wow. 6.7. Average completed air yards. Can you say them again? Uh, Tua Tagovailoa. I hate that you're making me say that name again. Drew Locke <laughs> and Daniel Jones. You know, I'm going to go with the one I don't think it is. I'm going to go with Daniel Jones. Uh, I'm telling you, Dan, he just gets lucky. Daniel Jones is, in <laughs> fact, correct. Daniel Jones had eight po- averaged 8.5 yards air yards per completion. So he I haven't was been the, able to see the the Miami game yet, and I just Drew Locke will never be the right answer. Apparently, no, well, never. He likes to throw. A, I mean, Drew Locke and Tua tied for second at eight point two average completed air yards per pass. That's oh. I mean, that's pretty good. He's throwing all the four answers I give you are always the top four. So, anyways, so oh. that means unfortunately for you, Dan, it is third and ten at, hey, no, at third and twenty, 20. at mm-hmm. the ten. Third and twenty at the ten. So, all right, I'll go uh, twenty yard. Uh, 20-yard run, fantastical football. All right. Just keep in mind, if you get this wrong and he gets it right, <laughs> that is a turnover. Uh, <laughs> 20 yards downfield. What? Oh, you said fantastical football, right? Yep. Oh, all right. <laughs> the first fantastical football question is, which kicker scored the most points in week 10? Was it Daniel Carlson? Hey, no, it was a pass. No, he said run. Didn't you say run, Dan? I said run. Yeah, he said oh, run. He hasn't shite. passed My the ball bad, yet. Man. All right, so which kicker scored the most points in Week 10? Daniel Carlson, Matt Prater, Tyler Bass, or Ryan Suckup? Ryan Suckup. That is incorrect. He scored. He tied for second with 16. Uh, I'm going to go Matt Prater. Matt Prater is also incorrect. He also tied for second with 16. The oh Buffalo God, Bills Buffalo. kicker, Tyler Bass, scored 18 points in fantasy in Week 10. So... That was a run, so you cannot tuck and run. But it is fourth and 20. Would you like to punt? I'd like to punt, yes. That's a good idea. Now, <laughs> the, the way this works for both of you, Dan, you'll have an opportunity to answer as many as you can. Once you answer incorrectly, your punt is dead. And then if there are any remaining correct answers, you can try to answer Fargo to, for return yards. All right? So, Dan, mm-hmm. you get to answer um, with no by yourself. So your question right. is, what uh, name the top seven players in fantasy scoring in week ten? Top seven in fantasy scoring in PPR. 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 Oh man! There's some so big... Kyler Murray. Uh, yes, third. He had the third most points in week seven, so that's yep, ten yep. yards. Uh, Josh Allen. Josh Allen is not on here, unfortunately. Ooh, 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 oh my god! So. Uh, <laughs> A 
ten yard punt. Ten yard punt. How if you were t- so that's a ten yard punt from the ten to the twenty. So if you get two right, it's a touchdown. So you have. Uh, and we're just going total fantasy points, right? Total fantasy points in PPR. So you need two correctly. Um. So I'm gonna go ahead and start with. Crap! What's his name? Crap! What's his name? How the my clock is ticking for you. Just so you know, you have about twenty-five seconds left. The Tampa Bay running back, Ronald Jones. That is incorrect. Ronald Ooh. Jones was not in the but, top yeah. seven. So, uh, oh. so just so we're clear, the top seven in fantasy points in week it's ten in PPR. Alvin yeah, Kamara. Alvin Kamara. It was in order from one to seven. Alvin Kamara, Tom Brady, Kyler Murray, yeah. Josh Jacobs, Ben Roethlisberger, Naheem Hines, and Cole Beasley. Oh, I missed Naheem Hines. So, no harm, no foul, although (laughs) it could potentially be big harm. It is first and 10 at Dan's 20. (laughs) 20 yards. Don't let me get hot here. No, No, (laughs) don't let him get hot because he needs 20 (laughs) yards to score a touchdown. All right. So, first and 10 at Dan's 20 in the red zone. I'll go ahead and do a five yard run under potent passers. Yeah. No risk it, no biscuit. Which quarterback made the highest percentage of aggressive throws in week 10? Aggressive throws, again, being a defender is within one yard of the intended receiver at the time of the pass. So which quarterback made the highest percentage of aggressive throws in week 10? Was it Kirk Cousins, Tua Tagovailoa, Ryan Tannehill, or Drew Locke? Both of you can answer, FYI. I'll go with Tua. All right. One of you is correct. And that person is Fargo. Drew Locke, 27. <laughs> I said Drew Locke. Yeah, Drew Locke was third with 27. Oh, okay. 27.7% oh. <laughs> of Drew Locke's passes were considered aggressive. Tua, 32% of his passes were considered aggressive. Good for first. Drew Locke was third. So, okay, okay. second and five at the 15. <laughs> I'll do a 10-yard pass under potent passers. All right. Which quarterback threw the most interceptions in week 10? Drew Locke. That was you, Fargo, right? Yeah, Rob. Yep, yep. That is correct. Drew Locke. Dude, we are picking on Drew Locke right now. This poor man. <laughs> it's always Drew Locke. <laughs> I'm completely off the bandwagon. I'm from Denver. Yeah, you're living in Denver. So it is first and five at the five. I'll go with a five-yard pass under – is it Remarkable Runners or like – Yeah, Remarkable remarkable Runners. A five-yard pass, you said? Yes, sir. All right. Your question is, which running back was the least efficient in week 10? Least efficient. So efficiency is. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. I'm with you. All right, I don't know yep. if Dan knows, though. Oh, I definitely don't know. Okay. You don't know, oh, but sorry. what efficiency <laughs> is measuring? I mean, you can answer if you, if you think you know it, Fargo. Efficiency measures well, I don't know how it, but... many yards they run for every yard they gain, essentially. So the least efficient would be this player ran the most yards to gain whatever, one yard on average. I wish I did a run now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say uh, Philip Lindsay. Philip Lindsay is not in the top four, so I don't know where he would have ranked. Um, I just threw it out there. So, no, yeah, it doesn't hurt you. So he's an extension of Drew Locke, so I figured you know we'll see what we get out of it. 
Yeah, it's a good. I'll uh, go with Damian Harris. Damian Harris is incorrect as well. Jarek tore it up. Jarek McKinnon ran seven point one seven yards for every one yard Oof. he gained. Good for least efficient. James Conner, Antonio oh, Gibson, man. and Dalvin Cook somehow were all in the top four. So it is. Dalvin Cook actually struggled against that Chicago front, though. Yeah, has to be expected until Akeem Hicks went out. So it is now second and five at the five. Okay, I'll do another five-yard run, run with remarkable runners. Remarkable runners. Your question is, which running back spent the lowest average time behind the line of scrimmage in week 10? Was it Ronald Jones, Wayne Gallman, Alex Collins, or Devontae Booker? And again, you can you can answer if you want to take a guess, Dan. It doesn't hurt you to guess if he's going to pause like this. Go Wayne Gallman. That is correct. <laughs> that is correct. Totally a guess, right? <laughs> I mean, I watched a little bit of that game, but definitely a guess. Wayne Gallman spent 2.15 seconds on average behind the line of scrimmage. Good I would have guessed Jones. He was who I was thinking of. Ronald he, Jones. He sucked early, though. Jones Ronald, was rough that, that game. Ronald Jones was second highest, though, so not a bad guess. He spent 2.45 seconds behind the line of scrimmage. So third and 10 at the 10. What would you like to do, Fargo? I'll do a 10-yard pass under the receiving one. Radical receivers. Your question is, and this is a pass, right? Yep. Which mm-hmm. starting wide receiver had the lowest catch percentage in week 10? Lowest? Starting wide receiver who had the lowest catch percentage in week 10. And the way this is minimum five targets, I figured that out. Oh, I think I'm gonna go with Travis Fulgham then. Travis Fulgham is on the list. He is not the lowest though. He had he was one of five. He caught one of five targets, good for twenty percent. There is actually so somebody went one for six or zero for five. Somebody went zero for five, <laughs> and oh. is a it is a very established player. <laughs> it's a re- really oh. big surprise. Uh, you um. can take a guess, Dan. You have eight seconds. Nikhil Harry. Mm, I would. Not a bad guess, but Nikhil Harris not on this list. Uh, AJ Green against the Steelers oh, went yeah. 0 okay. for five. So I want to tuck and run. Why not? Right, tuck and run. So, so what happens here? So I'm he needs to answer one correctly. I'm gonna give would, yeah, I'm gonna give him a, a list of seven. Que- I'm gonna it's gonna be, it's a <clears throat> excuse me. It's a punt or kick question where there's seven options. Now you can answer to take away his potential to gain the yards. So if you know any, start saying him as soon as I read the question because he only needs to answer one correctly. Okay. So the question is, again, you only need to answer one. Name the top seven de- defense slash slash special teams in scoring in week 10. Steelers. Scoring? Steelers are one, yep. So in other words, uh, top seven de- – so in other words, the top seven defenses that scored the most points in fantasy football in week ten. Yeah, I should have. Sp- I'll just go with the good old Bears. Okay, but you. But he did say Steelers, so you're at zero yards. So Dan, oh. if you know any others, you got to say them. Oh, 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 oh uh, um, the, the Raiders, Raiders, Raiders. He said Colts are not are incorrect, so you can't answer anymore, Dan. He said Raiders, who actually they scored their defense scored the most points in weeks ten. 
in Week 10 in fantasy football. So that is correct, and that is a touchdown. It is. Seven. I was just going with the team that Drew Locke played. <laughs> Drew Locke's my fucking kryptonite. Right? It's ridiculous. Uh, so it is 2nd uh, – I'm sorry. It is 7 oh, to nothing. It's a touchdown. 7 to nothing, and it is now 1st and 10 at the 20. There is a minute – in 40 seconds until we do the one-minute warning, I should have told you guys now. So you have a little, like, two and a half minutes, uh, Dan. It's first and 10 yep. at the 20. What would you like to do? I'm going to go 10-yard uh, run, fa- fantastical uh, fantasy. Fantastic. <laughs> Football. <laughs> yeah, whatever it is. <laughs> Every man's fantasy. <laughs> All right. Your question is, which wide receiver scored the most points in week 10? Was it Marquez? Wait, Mar- what's his name? Mar- Marquez Valdez-Scantling? DeAndre MBS. Hopkins, Steph- I just write MBS, Stephon Diggs, yeah. or Cole Beasley. Is this PPR? This is PPR, yes. All our fans Cole Beasley. Stephon Diggs. Cole Beasley is correct. He scored oh 27.9. <laughs> that was a 10-yard run, I believe. So it is yep. now second and 20 at the 10. With I'll tell you what, we're going to take this a little slow. We're going a five-yard run of prolific, pa- uh, potent passers. You got it. Your question is... <laughs> Which player had the lowest completion probability on a single completed pass in week 10? Now, you, you get options, but do you understand what we're asking? Yes. The lowest completion probability on one single completed pass. Was it mm-hmm. – and I knew this question as soon as I was – whatever. Me too. Kirk Cousins, Big Ben, Roethlisberger, Kyler Murray, or Daniel Jones? I'm going to go with Daniel Jones. And Dude, you- Kyler Murray threw the Hail Mary. It has to be Kyle Mary- Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray did throw that game-winning 38-yard touchdown to DeAndre Hopkins, which when I saw it live, Triple I, will- coverage. I thought that there's no mind. way. That's got to be. I watched it with the Bills fan. It was incredible. And that is the one-minute warning. So you still have – will- that was a run. So you'll still have a chance here to keep going down the field. I thought when I watched that, that play, Kyler Murray, that was a 5% chance that- or less. But according to AWS, Kyler Murray is correct, and it was a 16.9% chance, which I thought think is kind of that high. doesn't make sense. Me. Like they they'll go ahead and give like a wide receiver a 13% chance of completing it just because he's a receiver. But that's yeah, a tr- triple coverage yeah. hail mary. I, I thought for it. sure that was going to be the highest of the year, the lowest percentage of the year, but it wasn't. It should so have been. Russell Wilson is still number one. So unfortunately for you, Dan, you have one minute. Clock will stop after every question. But you do – it is third and 25 – no, yeah, third oh, and 25 God. at the all five. Right, listen, I'm new here, man. I'm new. Yeah, I'm working right. through it. <laughs> all right, so third and 25 at your five. What would you like to do? All right, we're going a 20-yard run. I would suggest – crazy. I would suggest a 30-yard play because you need 25 yards. Oh, I didn't even know there was yeah, a 30. going to be still, a I'm turnover. I'm it together. 30-yard run. I'll go uh, – I'll go – I'll do Dauntless Defenders. All right. Nothing interesting. <laughs> oh, boy. You did a run, though, so you do get options. Which player had the fastest sack in Week 10? Was it Nicholas Morrow, who is a Las Vegas linebacker, Danico Autry, who is the Colts' defensive end, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, who is a New Orleans Saints safety, or Demario Davis, who is a New Orleans Saints linebacker? Let's go, uh, Demario Davis. Demario. Right, since you went with Davis, I'm going to go with Johnson then, because right. I thought it was one or the other. <laughs> okay, so I will say this: the New Orleans Saints did have the player who had the fastest sack. 
Unfortunately, it was Chauncey Gardner-Johnson for you, Dan. So that is a turnover at the line of scrimmage. I'm battling right now. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> it is a turnover at the line of scrimmage. It is first and five at the five with 53 seconds left. What would you like to do? I'll go ahead and I'll do a five-yard pass yeah. under remarkable receivers. Remar- radical receivers. R- radical. Your question radical, is, right. which player had the most receptions in week – I know you're going to know this because you are. Oh, this is easy. Do you know? All right, so it's going to be whoever answers first. Which player had the most receptions in week 10? Cole Beasley. Yep. Dan, you could have said it. Why didn't you say it, Dan? I just didn't think I'd get out in time. No, you could have said it. Uh, I, well, I just wanted to see if you messed it up. No, no. He knew because based on um, the, the and I, I purposely asked, is that PPR? Because I was like, huh. Yeah, the, I in think. The, yeah, in the other question he knew. So yeah. Cole Beasley had 11 receptions. Stephon Diggs, your previous answer on an earlier question, Dan had 10. Good for second most. So it is 14 to nothing, but – the good news for you, Dan, is there's plenty of time because you still oh, I'm have. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm a second half player, anyway. So you we're still good. have 49 seconds. You're back at the 20. First and 10 at the 20. What would you like to do? All right, we're going 30 yard run. Uh, the p- potent passage. Okay, your question is: Which quarterback ran the fastest on a single play with the ball in their hands in Week 10? Was it Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray? Daniel Jones or Taysom Hill? It's Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. That's who I was going to say. Uh, Do you have a guess? If he, if he says Jones. that's wrong, Do you have, if a you guess? That you have wrong. to guess, Fargo. Do you have a guess? Yes uh, can no? you give him again? Can you give him again? Taysom Hill, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, or Daniel Jones? With Lamar Jackson. Lamar, yeah. Both of oh. you are incorrect. It was Kyler Murray. Oh, my ran. Lord. But, Dan, Daniel Jones was second. Lamar Jackson and Taysom Hill didn't even rank. Daniel Jones ran. I would have guessed Jones. Daniel Jones. That dude has some wheels for some reason. Daniel Jones yeah, ran 19.7 miles per hour, and Kyler Murray ran 20.39. So that was a run, right? A 30-yard run? Yep. Doesn't yep. matter. You don't lose anything. So it is second and 10 at the 20. What would you like to do? There are 29 another, seconds left. We'll do another 30-yard run. Um, we'll do uh, pro potent passes again. Running out of questions in this category. <laughs> Which quarterback had the highest passer rating in Week Ten? Do you think you guys know this? I didn't. Know I think this. Yeah, I do. I actually do. You Wait, def- no, I don't. Wait, no, maybe. Oh, Wait, yeah, not. no. All right. I know it. All right, was I it? No, I don't know it. All right, I don't know was it Cam Newton? Tom Cam, Brady. No, no, no you, I spoke too early. No, no. Well, I'll give it to you. That's your warning. It's your first time on the show. Cam Newton. Was no, no. You got to keep waiting. You got to keep waiting. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Was, which quarterback had the highest passer rating in Week 10? Cam Newton, Tom Brady, Matthew Stafford, or Ben Roethlisberger? Cam Newton. That is incorrect. Oh, my God. So I have a one-in-three shot, essentially, for a turnover here. Yes. Since you said you didn't know it, I'm going to assume that it is not going to be Tom Brady. I'm not a Patriots fan. I'm a Lions fan. I know. All right. And since you said that, I'm going to go with Stafford. But I didn't know it. So you sure you don't want to go with Brady? I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to go with uh, Stafford because you said that you didn't know that he was it. It would make sense <laughs> if Brady did. But really overthinking this. So I would like to lie to you and say it wasn't Matthew Stafford, but it was Matthew Stafford. 
who had a 127.8 passer rating in week 10. Good for most. There are four seconds left in the game. That is a turnover at the line of scrimmage. You are 20 yards away from the end zone. But a safety. Not a, well, not you have, but yeah. Can I just kick a field goal, dude? You want to kick a field goal? Sure. I just want to kick a field goal. You need to answer three correctly. And Dan, you can take away as many as you know. Also, you have to answer three correctly in four seconds. Dan, name the top. So you can, whoever, whatever answers you think you know to this, say them out. So so Mm -hmm. you can take them away from them. Name the top seven running backs in fantasy scoring in week 10. Naheem Hines. Naheem Hines. Josh Jacobs. Ah, and that's it. That's it. That's yep. good. So, that was an easy one right there. Wait, so I don't think you don't, you don't get the field goal. There's not. Yeah. So, so it's Alvin Kamara, Josh Jacobs, Naheem Hines, DeAndre Swift, Ronald Jones, Rex Burkhead, and Antonio Gibson. Those were the top seven in scoring. But so it stays fourteen to nothing. Dan, Oof, I think you're gonna have a s- strong second half or miss field goal. We will be right back with Wednesday night linebacker right after this. Welcome back. We are now doing Wednesday Night Linebacker for our Week 11 edition of Wednesday Night Linebacker, where uh, last week I didn't do so hot. Uh, Smooth, our, our contestant, who <laughs> what was it, $15? He spent all 100 obviously, gambling, and he ended up with $15. So he lost $85 last <laughs> week. And Ewan, nice. Ewan continues to win big by betting against the Bears. So far through <laughs> four weeks, Ewan has made... 400 he's up well he's earned 498 dollars which is almost double what i've earned which is quite embarrassing so i won't do that much talking because clearly i'm not the one to listen to but for our first game we have the arizona cardinals traveling into seattle to play the seahawks where the seahawks are three point favorites fargo who do you like and where are you spending your money so I originally was uh, starting with an $8 bet on the cards, thinking that they were going to go ahead and ride high with that momentum from the Hail Mary against the Bills. It was a hell of a win. But then I noticed that Seattle lost to them a few weeks ago, and I can't see Seattle going 0-2. So I'll take Seattle on an $8 bet. $8, all right. And Dan? I mean, it's hard to disagree right there. Obviously, the Seahawks uh, looking to rebound. Russell Wilson, I don't know if you guys heard him, but he's all pretty down in the dumps. But I think they turn around. Uh, I'm going to put a dollar on the Seahawks. Yeah, I think the Seahawks, This is they're not going to keep losing all these games. I, I like the Cardinals, but I put $5 on the Seahawks. You would put $1 on the Seahawks. So moving on, our, second, our first 1 o'clock game is the Philadelphia Eagles going into Cleveland where – I love to see the Browns as favorites. The Browns are three-point favorites against the former Super Bowl champs. And, ooh, did I not write this one down? This is I didn't write this one down. Yeah, why didn't I write this down? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Wow, we all didn't write this down. <laughs> Anyways, the Eagles are playing the Browns. The Browns are three-point favorites. Who do you like in this, Dan? Where are you going to put your money? You know, I I believe in the Browns. I feel like people sleep on Baker Mayfield. He's the perfect quarterback for that team. 
I'm putting I'll put uh, five dollars on the Browns. Five dollars. All right, switching it up from what you said you were gonna do. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, you know, I figured we'll have some fun here. Fargo, what are you doing? Who are you who are you putting your money on? So I am going to go ahead and agree with Dan over here with uh, choosing on the Browns, but that's mostly just because I am in love with their running back group. Them having Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt in that backfield is unfair. I'll take an $8 bet on that. I can't wait to see how your bets shake out because this $8 makes it real interesting. So I don't, I didn't pick this game for some reason and neither did, I didn't write it down for you and Ewan's taking the favorite. So Ewan will take the Browns with the dollar because that's what he likes to do. And push comes to shove. I'll take the Browns. It's only three points. I'll take the Browns. I don't know. I guess $5. (laughs) I'll put $5 on the Browns. Now I have to rework my bets. Moving on. Our next one o'clock game is the Atlanta features the Atlanta Falcons traveling into New Orleans to play the division rival Saints, where the Saints are five point favorites. Who do you like in this Fargo? So the real question you have to ask yourself here when you're trying to pick this game is how much do you trust Atlanta? Because honestly, it makes sense for them to win this game with them having a backup QB in New Orleans. I don't trust them. I'll go ahead and I'll put a $3 bet on the Saints. A $3 bet on the Saints. And you? Who do you like in that, uh, Dan? I'm, I'm going the other way. Matty Ryan, Matty Ice, you've got, you know, all those signs point that Calvin Ridley's coming back healthy. Uh, I think the Falcons shocked them a little bit. I don't think – I don't believe in Jameis Winston. I think when push comes to shove, he's going to turn right back to the pumpkin that he is. And how much are you going to put on the Falcons? I'm going to put $5 on the Falcons. $5. And you and, and myself both put $1 on the Saints because we have no strong feelings about this game. Moving on, we have the New England Patriots – Traveling to Houston to play the Texans, where the Patriots are one and a half point favorites. Dan, this is your team. Who do you like? I think I know. And how much is putting? <laughs> Believe in Bill Belichick. Right, put me down for twenty points on the Pats. Let's roll. Twenty dollars on the Patriots. Yeah, you got it. Fargo. So I'm going to start out by saying I'm choosing the Patriots for eight dollars. So I. Honestly, I can't believe that uh, this, the Patriots wouldn't win this game. But who knows? Deshaun Watson might rile them up and actually upset them. I think the Patriots – I we spoke about this earlier. Uh, also, you and put $1 on the Patriots. I took the Patriots as well, but I'm feeling very bullish about them. I put 20 on them. We spoke about this before we started recording, and I wouldn't be surprised if the Patriots win out or win quite a few of the, re- the remaining games. When you and now that six seed or something. Yeah, when you, I mean, yeah, because the division is probably out of out of reach for them. But yeah, I, mm-hmm. or the seven seed. There's seven teams making the playoffs this year. Oh so yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, most yeah. likely, the Patriots will make the playoffs and make things really difficult for somebody. I think that started two weeks ago, right? Against who they play before they play the Ravens, the Jets. I think they started with the Jets, who are better than their record would indicate, and they had a great win against the Ravens. And I think they continue it on the road against the Texans. So, moving on, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers traveling to Jacksonville, where the Jaguars are only 10-point underdogs after being 14-point underdogs against the, I would say, inferior Green Bay team last week. Who do you like in this, and where are you putting your money, Fargo? So, I was going to actually allude to that. The only reason that the Jaguars were even comparable to that Green Bay squad was just because they ran the ball and they shortened the length of the game. 
The problem is that the Steelers have a really freaking good run defense. They're not going to be able to do that, and Luton's not going to showcase why he's a sixth-round rookie. I'll go ahead and take $8 on the Steelers. $8 on Pittsburgh. Dan, where are you putting your money? He, he took the words right out of my mouth. $5 on the Steelers. Yeah, I don't. Uh, you and took $1 on the Steelers. I put a dollar on them, too. I do think the Steelers will win. But I don't know. The Steelers scream are a team to me that screams we play down to our competition. I think they'll win. I can see them That's win. That's what Green right? Bay does. Green Bay plays down to their competition. Pittsburgh does too, that, in my opinion. So I, I think they'll win, but I don't. the ten, the double-digit point scares me. So anyways, uh, we have their next game. We have the Bengals going into Washington to play the football team, where this is almost a pick em. The ra- the The football team is one-point favorites. Who do you like in this, Dan? You know, I'm torn. You know, I'm a big uh, Antonio Gibson guy, but at the end of the day, Joe Burrow, that offense, it, I mean, I think that uh, – I think Joe Mixon plays. Joe Mixon plays. I think that kind of tilts the scales here. I'm, I'm riding with the Bengals. How much do you want to put on them? I'm going to put down uh, five bucks. Five dollars on the Bengals. Dan uh, Fargo, who do you like? So, honestly, both teams are fairly comparable in my opinion. So I'll just look at the quarterbacks, and I'll say Joe Burrow is definitely better. I'll put $8 on the Bengals. $8. Yeah, I guess you could always keep putting because you put $3 in one game. So you would put $1, of course, on the Washington football team as they are favorites. And I agree with what both of you said, but I'm tired of losing my money, so I'm betting – I bet almost exclusively favorites. However, I have no strong feelings about this game, so I too put $1 on them. Moving on, our next game, our penultimate 1 o'clock game, Features the Tennessee Titans going into Baltimore to play the Ravens, where the Ravens are six point five, six and a half point favorites against the Titans. Ooh, I don't know how I feel about that. How do you feel about it, uh, Fargo? Right, that's you first. Uh, on the Ravens, we're talking about. Correct? Yeah, Ravens Titans. Ravens are six and a half points. So I think that's actually going to be a really fun game in the scheme of things, because honestly, I've n- never been a believer in the Titans. And I'm starting to not become a believer in the Ravens right now with just how easily these people are starting to figure out the Ravens' offense. I guess I'll go with the Ravens right now in an $8 bet, but I might flip this at the time uh, here in a few days. on the Ravens. And, Dan, do you you agree with him? you disagree? What do you think? I'm going the other way. I'm going with the the Patriots, Tennessee over here. The biggest thing is they always play, you know, they always play top – top competition tough. I think the biggest separator right now is that offense was, you know, held in check against the, uh, the, the Colts. I think they break out in a big way. I think Tannehill gets right. And, you know, I think the Ravens got exposed last weekend. You know, I, I'm a big Patriots fan, but you can see the Patriots moving the ball and I, I'm going to put down $5 on the Titans. $5 on the Titans. So far you are, that is our lone wolf bet of the week. Everyone else. <laughs> exactly. We need a soundboard. For season two, hopefully I'll have a soundboard. Yeah, we'll have a soundboard. <laughs> but, so I would love for like sacks after sacks and whatever, interceptions. But you know, so I, I bet on the Ravens because they're favored and so did Ewan. And again, we both put $1 because we're cowards. So for our last one o'clock game, my Detroit Lions traveled to Carolina to play in the backup quarterback bowl, potentially, because both starters are dealing with injuries this week, where the Panthers are one-and-a-half-point favorites. Dan, who do you like, and where are you putting your money? Uh, no CMC, no Panthers. We're going Lions. I think that, obviously, with DeAndre Swift uh, stepping up, I think they're going to really move the ball. Yeah, I like them. I mean, I, I, I didn't like DeAndre Swift at the time, but I love him now at the time of the draft. But So how much are you putting on the Lions? <laughs> 
Dan? I'm going to put a dollar because I'm not that confident. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thanks, brother. Uh, Fargo? So it depends on who's playing. Yeah. If I'm just going to say both quarterbacks are playing right now. And I will go ahead and say that the Lions will win because I think Stafford is a better quarterback than Teddy is. I mean, that's – come on. That's not even a debate. Of course Two dollars. Oh, two dollars. So I will say you are the – you put the biggest bet on this game out of all of us. So heavy hitter. Uh, you in and took the Panthers. And I also took the Panthers – Although I obviously would love to see the Lions win. Again, I'm trying to win some money back because I am doing terrible at my own game. So a dollar for each of us on the Panthers. Moving on, our first 4 o'clock game sees the Green Bay Packers somehow as underdogs going into Indianapolis to play the Colts, where the Colts are 1.5-point favorites. Who do you like in this, Fargo? I think I have an idea. Well, I will start by saying I will go with the Packers, but I think it's going to be a much closer game than what you're talking about. The Colts have a very staunch defense, and we have showcased that we cannot play up to competition with really fast inside linebackers. And they have probably the best inside linebacker in the game in Floyd right now. I'm only going to put a whopping – how much should I put? Yeah, $1 on Green Bay. Yeah, I think it's, you said Floyd. I think you mean Darius Leonard, right? Yeah, Leonard. Because yeah, you're thinking of bad. Leonard my Floyd. Bad. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, I saw that. What you think about? So, how much you put on the Packers? One dollar. <laughs> just, like, just very confident in your favorite team. <laughs> I love my team, but I am sus. The, uh, Dan, I'm going to start this off by first saying that I have the biggest man crush on Devontae Adams. That's my He's guy. So good. He's so good. That man. I honestly think. Say what you want. The most underrated wide receiver in the NFL. Dominant. I don't think he needs Rodgers. I think Rodgers needs him. Mm-hmm. But that being said, I'm going Packers. I'm throwing out five bucks. Five dollars on the Packers. I feel like at the end of this, you're going to high just key put though. Devonte really is that good. I'm with you. Well, as a Lions fan, I can't stand Devonte Adams, so I have no no. I have <laughs> of course, no you can't stand. Other, him. other than that, I will say, I actually picked the Packers. So this is my one one of my few that I'm going against the spread. <laughs> I picked the Packers and I put ten dollars on them, so I'm very confident. Ewan, noted Packers fan, took the Colts and put one dollar on them. Couldn't even do his big bet on his favorite team. Anyways, moving on. We have the Dallas Cowboys. I totally forgot they were even an NFL team. I feel like they've been on I feel like they've been on bye for like three weeks. It's so so funny. The Dallas Cowboys going into Minnesota to play the Vikings, where the Vikings are seven point favorites. Who do you like in this stand? Uh, I'm going to start by first saying, again, man crush alert here. Justin Jefferson, unbelievable rookie. That offense over there seems to be clicking. Uh, it's hard to you know, it's hard to bet against the Vikings. I think they're going to be a tough out in the playoffs when they get there. Uh, with that being said, I'm throwing $8 on the, on the Vikings. I love Justin Jefferson. I have him in fantasy, and it's working. Oh, he's, he's, a, he's a – oh, yeah, my he's, God. Amazing. <laughs> I think I was low key mad when we took love over Jefferson. Yeah, that's crazy. What a that's gonna be one of those ones where you look back in three years and it's like, what were they thinking? Like that's crazy. You could have had Justin Jefferson, but just like give him this man's. I'd also weapons. like to see who you could have had instead of AJ Dillon in the second round, but that's a discussion yeah, we could have had guess. Hamler. I think uh, a lot of guys if we go back and yeah. Well, maybe we could do that. Mims was else. around at pick 16. We had to, had to trade it by one spot. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Right, so who do you listen, like? I, I, what were you going to say? Go ahead. What were you going to say, Dan? Oh, no. Listen, I just you guys are hashing out with your wide receiver things. I'm a Patriots fan, man. I'm looking <laughs> hey, at Nikhil Harry. And I got Jacoby that 2019, the 2019 draft class. Yeah. I'm looking at A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf. 
I'm stuck with Nikhil Harry. I, I've had this discussion even, with somebody else. I will you're say, killing me right now. At the time right, in the draft, anyways. though, I really like Nikhil Harry. Side note, but I I did really like him. I wanted the Lions to draft him. So back to out. this uh, to this pick here. I believe it's my choice, <laughs> yes, right? Yes, it is. Uh, so Cowboys. I was going to go ahead and say, Dale, that you started with what I wanted to say. I kind of forgot that Dallas is a team. Totally. And Andy Dalton. The Vikings have won three in a row, and they look hot. I'm going to go ahead and put $14 on the Vikings. <laughs> I like the way you say that like it's 87 $14. That is your biggest bet so far. We'll give you that. So, That's my biggest bet, period. So you would put $1 on the Vikings, favorite. So we still have not found out his $87 team yet. And I put $10 on the Vikings because I'm feeling very confident that they'll continue winning against the Dallas Nobodies. Our penultimate 4 o'clock game sees the red-hot Miami Dolphins going to the not-as-hot Denver to play the Broncos, where the Dolphins are, again, I love 2020 is great because all the Browns, Dolphins, all these teams that would not normally be favored are favored every week now. The Dolphins are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Who do you like in this, Fargo? So part of me is wondering how the Dolphins are only three-and-a-half-point favorites. Against your hometown team. Denver has looked terrible for the past three weeks or so this is going to run a little long but like four out of the past five seasons denver has started out three and six and this season they're like like 28th in yards per game 30th in points allowed dead last in turnovers and all of that on the defensive side there's no way that that uh, miami doesn't cover this i'll take eight dollars eight dollars on the dolphins stan Listen, I've been on this podcast long enough to know two words. Drew Locke, I'm going Dolphins. Let's lock it in for $5. Yeah, I agree. I think the Dolphins I, – I, the Broncos have a good defense. I get it, and it's in Denver. But I, So you take away home field advantage. It's, they still think the, they win by half a point. I could see the Dolphins winning by more than – by a touchdown or more. I think the Dolphins are playing hot. And they have the, they have the one Patriots coach who's going to end up being a good head coach, I think. So I put $20 on the Miami Dolphins. This is my biggest bet of the week. I am extremely confident, and I will probably be wrong. Uh, you and put $1 on the Dolphins. So for our last 4 o'clock game, we have the New York Jets traveling to Los Angeles Chargers. This is the – this is the I don't know how to explain it, but this game could go anyway. The Chargers are eight-and-a-half point favorites, which I would say is absolutely crazy. It should be much lower than that. But what do you think about that, Dan? Uh, first and foremost, I got to get you know talk about Justin Herbert's new haircut. I don't know if you guys saw that, but that that's enough to sway me away from the Chargers as is. I don't know what he was. Thinking. Uh, I like Justin Herbert. It's a terrible. Wow, I mean, it's an audio medium. What we're this podcast, but go, anyone who's <laughs> listening and hasn't seen it, look it up. He looks like Sid from Toy Story. That's oh, the boy, tough you part. Seen it? You got to look it up. No, so, you know, Justin I'm feeling Herbert, crazy. Right? Yeah, Justin I think. Haircut. I think with the. Uh, you know, the injuries to that Chargers backfield, I think um, Justin Jackson misses. I'm feeling crazy. I'm going $2 on the Jets. Let's go. <laughs> you say you're feeling crazy. You put $2 on the Jets? <laughs> yeah, let's, let's let it ride. All right, I hear you. Hey, potential $4 coming your way. Uh, Fargo, have you seen the haircut? What do you think? So, first of all, he looks like he just got six years younger. Yeah, he looks like he just hit it's crazy. He yeah. literally looks like he just hit puberty. <laughs> Looks like a man child now. That doesn't look right. But going back to this, always bet against the Jets. That's my motto. I know. Come on. (laughs) I'll go ahead and I'll take the Chargers. Whopping. 
$1. Yeah, real confident. So you would take yep. the Chargers as well because he's playing the favorites, but he only put a dollar. This is not his big bet of the week. I took the Jets. This is my own, my only other – no, actually, it's my – it's not. But this is another one where I went against the favorite. I just – I do think the Chargers will win. I'm hoping they win. I like the Chargers. But the Jets are frisky. I don't know why or how, but they're frisky every week. So I think the Chargers win by, say, seven. I put $5 on the Jet, on the Jets to cover. So moving on, we have our Sunday night football, which actually should be a great game. Sunday night football usually doesn't disappoint, which sees the Kansas City Chiefs going into Oakland to play the Raiders, where the Chiefs are seven-point favorites. Who do you like in this Fargo? So I'm going to flip my pick from what I originally had it at. So Vegas is built almost perfectly to beat the Chiefs. I don't think that they will beat the Chiefs, but I think they're going to shorten the game a lot and make it a one-possession game. So I'll take them to cover with an $8 bet on them. On the Raiders. Yep, on the Raiders. Dan, do you agree, disagree? I'm in the opposite field here. The last time these two teams played, the Raiders won. There's a lot of dancing on their home field. I think Patrick Mahomes, I think that team did not forget about that. I think they come out. This game's going to be a blowout. Write it down, book it, put $5 on the Chiefs. Confident, I like that. $5 on the Chiefs. Ewan put $1 on the Chiefs, so I think that means we know who his big bet of the week is by process of elimination. I took the Raiders as well. I think I hear what you're saying, Dan, but it's a divisional game. I think the Raiders are. They were built to match up with the Chiefs. They are built in the image to match to stop the Chiefs. I do think the Chiefs win, but I think it's three or four points at most. Yeah, so, I'm not saying like a five-point win. Yeah, or so I mean, like one that. of us will be right and one of us will be wrong. That's the beauty of this. So I put ten dollars on the Raiders, one of my bigger bets, and uh, we'll see how it goes. So for our last game of week week eleven, we have the Los Angeles Rams going into the Tampa Bay, going into Tampa Bay to play the Buccaneers, when the Buccaneers are four-point favorites. Who do you like in this, Dan, with your former quarterback? So listen, I know I got limited time here. If you could put dramatic music as I go with this over it. Yeah, maybe. Listen, this man, Tom Brady, legend, 20 years of my life, 11 years old, six championships, countless happy moments, more happy moments than anyone in my family. I would go to the gates of hell with Tom Brady, all right? You know where my money's going. I lost count a while ago. Let it ride, Tom Brady, yeah, I'll add forever. It up after. I'll add it up after. But all your money that's left on the Buccaneers. I'll throw in my actual money if that's what it comes down to. <laughs> Tom Brady forever. All right, I hear you. Covering four points is not a lot of points. Uh, Fargo, what do you think? So I'm 100% with what you just said, Dale. I think four points is not a lot of points. And this Buccaneers offense either shows up and they score a lot of points. So they're going to win by seven or more. Or they don't show up at all and they get blown out. I'll so, go ahead and I'll put fifteen dollars on the Bucks for now. Biggest bet of the week as of right now. So I had to redo my math. Ewan is ex- <laughs> is with you, Dan. He is extremely confident in the Buccaneers. He put eighty-seven dollars on them to not only win but also cover. So that's it. That's all his money. He could. He's either going to be the in first or hopefully not in first. So I also – I agree. I think we're all going to go the same way. I don't like the Rams. I'll never like the Rams. I'm never going to bet on the Rams. I'm never going to think the Rams are good. I think that Sean McVay – I say it every week. Jared Goff is a Madden quarterback. Sean McVay is playing Madden. I just think Tampa Bay has got a good defense. And their offense is coming around. It could be bucks by seven. I would still take bucks. I put $10 on them. So 
I, I'm just not ever going to bet on the Rams unless they were playing like the the Jets, and even then it would depend on the spread. So we're in agreement. We all have the Bucks, and we're all we will see what happens. So that's it for Wednesday night linebacker for Week 11. Thank you guys. We will be right back with the second half of Tuck and Run, where I believe. Dan, you're down a few points, so hopefully you can... 14, 14. We're, we're battling. Make it up. Second half team. We'll see what happens in the second half. We'll be right back after this. back with the second and final half of week 10's edition of tuck and run where i believe it's 14 to nothing and it's also your ball <laughs> right that's if yeah that is correct me. 14 to nothing your ball first and 10 at the 20 what would you I'll like do to a do? 10 yard pass under remarkable runners your question is which running back Saw the highest percentage of eight-man boxes in Week Ten. You did a pass, so you do not get options. So what's running back? Kareem Hunt. Ooh, it's almost Justin, like J- uh, Jacobs. Josh it's Jacobs. It's Kareem Hunt. I was Josh watching that game like legitimately an hour ago, I an hour and a half ago. I would say not only were you watching the game, you've probably also yeah. been to Next Gen Stats. It is in fact Kareem Hunt. Do you know what the percentage is? I'm guessing it's going to be over. Like what, seventy percent or something? It was a, it was a monsoon game in Cleveland. It, it was sixty-three point one six percent of the snaps Kareem Hunt played were with eight-man boxes. So ten yards. That is first and ten at the thirty. What would you like to do? I'll do a five-yard pass. No, five-yard run under remarkable runners. Five-yard run, remarkable runners. Your question is, which player? Ran the most yards on a single play in week 10. This is a run, so you get options. Was it Rojo, Ronald Jones, Marquez, Marquez, Valdez, Scantling, Trenton Cannon, or Cordero Patterson? Rojo. Cordero Patterson. Both of you are incorrect. What? Ronald Jones ran 108.3 yards on his 98-yard run. Cordero Patterson ran 117.3 yards on a 104-yard kickoff return. Trenton Cannon, who I believe is on the 49ers, ran 123.3 yards on a 98-yard kickoff. Good for him. Yep, that's a lot of yards for a 98 to gain 98. So that is second and 10, still at 30. What would you like to do? I'll do a 10-yard run under Remarkable Runners. There are a few questions left in this category. Although also, for both of you to know, I've kept in the questions from last week that we didn't use. After we go through the questions for this week, you will go into the questions from week nine. So which, mm. your question is, which running back ran the fastest on a single play with the ball in their hands in week 10? This is the 10. Ball carrier or running back? Which running back? This is specifically, you'll get four running backs. Ran the fastest on a single play with the ball in their hands in week 10. Was it Boston Scott, Ronald Jones, Nick Chubb, or Trenton Cannon? Both of you can answer. Yeah. I'll go Nick Chubb. And Fargo? Want to take a I'll guess? go Rojo again. 
Rojo, always not a, is never a bad guess after how he performed. Nick Chubb ran 20.64 miles per hour on a single play with the ball in his hands. Rojo, Ronald Jones, ran 21.19 miles per hour, good for first fastest at the running back position. Always the second one. So it is now <laughs> first and 10 at the 40. What would you like to do? Yeah, what was the second one? Who was second Oh, the back? second fastest was Boston Scott. I'm sorry. Boston uh, Scott ran 20.76. All of them broke 20, all four of them. I just guessed Rojo because he had the longest distance. Yeah, he had the most runway. Yeah, to, to catch up. All right, so I'll go first 10 at the 40. Radical receivers, 10-yard run. Radical receivers, 10-yard run. Your question is, which player had the highest average separation in Week 10? Was it Isaiah Wright, Steven Sims, Curtis Samuel, or Brandon Cooks? Brandon Cooks. Say it again. Was it Steven Sims, Curtis Samuel, Isaiah Wright, or Brandon Cooks? If he said Brandon Cooks, that's who I thought it was going to be. Um... Um... Say it one more time. I'm sorry. <laughs> Isaiah Wright, Curtis Samuel, Brandon Cooks, and Steve. And that's it. Steven Sims. Okay. Guess right now. Uh, I'll go Curtis Samuel. Both of you are incorrect. Brandon Cooks had 4.4 av- yards of average separation. Curtis Samuel had five. For some reason, the Detroit Lions gave Steven Sims 5.6 yards of separation on average in week 10. Good. I think separation is when he catches it. I think cushion oh, is yeah, where cushion, they start. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So for some reason, the Detroit Lions were nowhere near Stephen Sims when he caught the ball in Week Ten. So that was a run. It is now second and ten, still at the forty. What would you like to do? I'll do another ten-yard pass under radical. Well, run under radical receivers. Which player had the highest? Speaking of which, had the highest average cushion in Week Ten? Stephen Sims, Jakeem Grant, Brandon Cooks, or Robert Woods? Brandon Cooks. I'll go Robert Woods. Brandon Cooks is correct. He had 9.8 yards of cushion. Who did the Texans play? The Browns? The Browns are playing off, right? Yeah, I guess so. The Browns are playing well, off. Well, why wouldn't they in that monsoon, dude? Yeah. It's so hard to change direction. It is, it is fast. That makes sense. Brandon Cooks is correct. It is first and 10 at the 50. I'll do a 10-yard pass under radical receivers. It's working. All right. right. Well, this is the tuck and run performance of the week, which means, Dan, I will list a player. You did you did a pass, right? So there are no options. So I will list a player. I will I will give a player a stat line from week 10. Whoever answers correctly first gets a touchdown. So if you answer this correctly first, who this player is, you get a touchdown. If he answers correctly first, he gets a touchdown. If neither of you answer correct, it's normal pass play rules. So the tuck and run performance of the week. This player had 12 targets, 7 receptions, 127 yards, and 1 touchdown. And this was Radical Hopkins. Hopkins, final guess. Can I change my mind? Uh, no, it's uh, DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, you both said it. And unfortunately, Dan, that is correct. You said it first, yeah. DeAndre Hopkins is, in fact, of course, 
How could anybody else be the tuck and run <laughs> performance of the that's week? That's what I was thinking. Is like if, if it's not Hopkins, then I guess that's what I was doing. Yeah. Well, because the stats aren't that good. It's kind of a dead giveaway. It's seven, yeah. They're good, but they're not like oh my god. It's seven catches, 127 yards, and one touchdown. But I, I was mean, thinking it was like it can't be that obvious. But yeah, no, it was. It's whoever answers first. <laughs> not a hail mary. So it's 21 to nothing. And but and you're fortunately for you, Dan, you get the ball back with a chance to score points. First and 10 after 20, what would you like to do? All right, let's go 10-yard prolific – what is it? Potent passers, uh, pass play. 10-yard prolific – potent passers. Potent passers, This is the last last question from this category. Which quarterback had the highest average time to throw in week 10? And you picked a pass play, so you get no options. Time to throw, you said? Highest average time to throw. I'll go Jacoby Myers. No, it's got a, it's an actual quarterback. Oh, okay. I, was, I thought it was a trick question. No, Man, I, I, no, I, understand. I understand. It's which quarterback. <laughs> I won't count that. Which quarterback had the highest average time to throw in week 10? Uh, I'll go uh, Kyler I'll Murray. go with Baker Mayfield. Kyler Murray. Neither of your answers were in the top four. Russell Wilson had 3.19 seconds good for the most or the highest average time to throw in week 10. Baker Mayfield, you said, oh, wait, you said Kyler Murray and Baker? Yeah. Baker Mayfield, I'm sorry. Baker Mayfield had the fourth highest at 2.9. I was, again, just going with the monsoon idea. Yeah, <laughs> they couldn't get that. So it is second and 10, still at the 20. What would you like to do? I'll do um, I'll do the, uh, the what is it, the the receivers, the uh, radical receiver. I'm sorry, my, my onomatopoeia is off. The radical receivers, uh, 10-yard run. 10-yard run, radical receivers. Which wide receiver had the most unexpected yards after catch on a single play in week 10? Was it Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Justin Jefferson, John Brown, or Michael Pittman? MVS. I think he had the longest one of the week, so I'll go with MVS. MVS I'll go Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson Jefferson is correct. Oof. Marquez, that's got one of your first correct. Moving the ball. <laughs> Marquez, Marquez Valdez-Scantling got 38 yards after catch on what was anticipated to be 23 yards after catch. Justin Jefferson took what was supposed to be 14 yards after catch and turned it into 37. So it is Justin Jefferson. That is a 10-yard gain. It is first and 10 at the 30. I'll go remarkable rushers, 30-yard uh, run. 30-yard run, remarkable rushers. Your question is, which running back, oh, similar question, had the most unexpected yards after contact, most unexpected yards after contact on a single play in week 10? Was it Austin Walter, whoever that is, Kalen Bellage, Kareem Hunt, or Alvin Kamara? I'll go Alvin Kamara. That is correct. Alvin Kamara... Was it, I'm surprised it was not Roger. Was it not you were surprised it was not who? Roger oh, he ran right through the middle. He didn't, was untouched. Yeah, I guess. But just any type of contact is contact. Yeah, so this is unexpected yards after contact on a single play. So Alvin Kamara on one run was expected to get, according to AWS, eight yards after contact, and he gained 38. Good for the highest in week 10. 
So that is. I'll believe you. I, I was just thinking. I thought it would have been Rojo. Yeah, but I mean, I guess because, like he said, if there was nobody there, that's they're they're expected to get all those. I guess. I, I again, I don't know how the algorithm works. But <laughs> first and ten at the forty. What would you like to do? Uh, remarkable rushes for thirty yards. Oh wait, that was a thirty-yard play. Oh, you, you can't do them over no, again. No, no, I'm no, sorry. no, 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 no. I I did that wrong. So that was a thirty-yard play. So ten, twenty, thirty. So it's actually first and ten at the forty. By my math. At 40, right? Yeah, you're 40. First and 10 at your 40. Sorry, I didn't I'll do, uh, what is it, radical receivers you can't for do 30 multi- yards. You can do it multiple. Oh, you can do it multiple, but you're going to do another 30-yard radical receiver yep. run or pass? Uh, run. All right. Which wide receiver ran the fastest with the ball in their hands on a single play in Week 10? Was it... Again, Marquez Valdez-Scantling could have been performance of the week because he's on all of these. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Deontay Harris, Chase Claypool, or Tyler Lockett? MBS. Okay. That was – That is yeah. incorrect. Oh, my God. I'm shocked. <laughs> that is incorrect. I will say this. It is only incorrect by .02 miles per hour. Oh, my God. So, so he's a burner, and I knew he had the longest catch. Marquez Valdez-Scantling ran a top speed of 20.88 miles per hour, beating him by .02 miles per hour. And we, good for second most, by the way. Beating him by .02 miles per hour was Chase Claypool, Megatron Jr., in my, what I call him. He ran 20.9 miles per hour. So, no harm, no foul, though. That was a run. It is now second and 10 at the 40 still. We'll go potent passers for 20 yards. 20-yard run, potent passers. There are no more potent passers. Ooh, okay. But there are plenty of spectacular special teams, fantastical football, dauntless defenders. I'll go, uh, I'll go 10-yard run on fantastical football. 10-yard run, fantastical football. Your question is... Which player scored the most points in week 10? Tom Brady, Kyler Murray, Alvin Kamara, or Josh Jacobs? Josh Jacobs. That is incorrect. Oh, I know what it is. Can you say him again? I cannot. You have enough of an advantage. Tom Brady. No. Do you want me to say him again? Yes. Right. It, was, it was Alvin Kamara. It's Tom Brady. Kyler Murray, Josh Jacobs, or Alvin Kamara? Tom Brady was your answer, so it doesn't I'll, matter. Yeah. Right? That's your Yeah, saying? I'm still going to take Tom Brady just to make it whatever it was, but yeah. All right, so the answer is Alvin Kamara. Yeah, <laughs> too, bad you don't, too bad you don't get two, two guesses on Dan. <laughs> See what I had on the second time. Alvin I'm Kamara. A rookie, man. I'm yeah, that's all right. Also, we put you against the best player this game has ever seen. Alvin Kamara <laughs> scored 34.8 points. Fantasy points in week 10. Good for first most. Tom Brady was second. Kylo was third. Josh Jacobs was fourth. So it is s- still third and 10 at the 40. Give me a, a 10-yard run for uh, fantastical football. Your question is, which quarterback scored the most points in week 10? <laughs> was, <laughs> it, was it Kyler oh, Murray, <laughs> Ben Roethlisberger, Josh Allen, or Tom Brady? Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Do you want to take a guess, Dan? Go Kyler Murray. <laughs> Tom Brady. <laughs> Tom... It's not my fault. No, it's not your fault. I wish Kyler Murray was correct. Unfortunately, it, so is, do Tom... I. it is Tom Brady who scored 31.84 fantasy points in week 10. 
That means it is four. Oh, that is the one minute warning. There's one minute left oh in the entire God. game. <laughs> that was does, that was a ten yard run, right? Yeah. Does it matter? No, ten yard no. run. It's second, second and, and no, it's, no, 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 third and twenty. No, on the it's fourth and twenty. It's third and. It's fourth and oh, twenty yeah. on the fifty. So oh. I suggest going for it. <laughs> I'm going hail mary. All right, hail mary. That's fine. Hail mary. Awesome. All right. Your question is. I've been wanting to use this one for a while. Again, both of you can answer, but if you answer incorrectly, the other player is awarded. It's a win for the other player. So only answer if you think you know the correct answer. Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski moved into second place for most touchdowns between a pass, a quarterback and a pass catcher. Who is in first place currently? First place? So who? which player has the most – what duo, quarterback, pass-catching duo, has the most touchdowns combined in NFL history? Joe Montana and Jerry Rice. Do you want to, that is incorrect. Which means I'm taking a shot. That's, Good which, thing I didn't say because I thought it would have meant that too. So Joe Montana – This it's funny because I – so they just passed Joe Montana and Jerry Rice who had 92. Peyton Manning and Marvin Harrison have 100. Oh, those bums. Peyton Manning oh, yeah. and Marvin Harrison have 114 touchdowns combined between the two of them. Good for first most all time. There is 47 seconds left. It is first and 10 at your 20 again. What would you like to do, Fargo? I'll do a 10-yard run under remarkable runners. 10-yard run, remarkable runners. All right. Your question is, which player – had the highest or had the most unexpected rushing yards on a single play in week 10. Was it Nick Chubb, Ronald Jones, Boston Scott, or Chase Edmonds? Ronald Jones. Jones. I feel like you both said that at the exact same time. Should we arm wrestle now? Is that how this? No, uh, I'm going to have to give you another question. Ronald Jones (laughs) is correct. Ronald Jones, on that play that we had mentioned earlier, how many yards, the 98-yard touchdown, how many yards did you guys think he was anticipated to expect it to gain? Four. Okay, you definitely looked at it. It is 100% four. He was expected to gain four yards. Now, what am I supposed to do with that? Come on now. <laughs> well, I know what type of questions he's also asking, so I'm able to Yeah, also I – but I did – in, in your defense – well, actually – the opposite of your defense. I did tell you what website to look at, and I sent it to you, Dan. So. You did. <laughs> so. I, I, I'm able to <laughs> kind of know what he's going to be asking. It's just hard figuring out when he's asking it. So That, that is and cushion's just hard to find out. First and 10 <laughs> at the 30 with 44 seconds left. What would you like to do? I'll do another 10-yard run under Remarkable Runners. All right. You committed to that. You cannot take it back. I will say these are week nine questions now. Which oh. running back had the least rush yards over expect? Ooh, I, get, this is, I did a really hard one. Which running back had the least rush yards over expected in week nine? In other words, this player was expected to gain this many yards, and he, he gained this many fewer than what he was expected to gain. Was it Ezekiel Elliott, Jordan Howard, Todd Gurley, or Chase Edmonds? Jordan Howard. Not a bad guess because all he does is run backwards. Jordan Howard is incorrect. I will say this, though. Jordan, all four of these players gained negative rush yards over what they were That's expected what I was to gain. I'm thinking it's Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds 
is correct. Chase Edmonds gained <laughs> was minus. Is he just the, was he the dude who just ran around in the backfield? Minus thirty nine yards. He was expected yeah. to gain. He gained minus thirty nine of what he was expected. That's crazy. All of them. Were How is that possible? I just Jordan said Howard it. was minus twenty six. So it's, how is that possible? <laughs> I don't know. It's because it's because they lose yards. Or no, actually, it doesn't have to it be. Was they, against it, doesn't, their projection. it doesn't have to be they lose yards. It could be like the Ronald Jones play. He was ex- expected to gain four. They gained two. That's minus two right there. So in other words, there. It's not that he ran for negative yards. It's that he was expected to gain forty yards and he gained thirty nine, or you know whatever mm-hmm. it is that many times. So whatever. There's twenty eight seconds left. First down and ten at the forty. What would you like to do? I'll do a ten yard run under radical receivers. Another week of nobody using Dauntless Defenders. But that's all right. We'll add up. Someone will have to get someone will get him as one point. Which tight end had the most unexpected yards after catch on a single play in week ten? Was it Darren Waller, George Kittle, Gronk, or Kyle Rudolph? I'll go with Darren Waller. Darren Waller. I'll go Gronk. Darren Waller is incorrect. Rob Gronkowski is correct. He was expected to gain seven yards after contact, after catch, and he gained 25 because he's a monster. It is second and 20 back at the 30. What would you like to do? I'll do a 10-yard run under radical receivers. A lot of runs today. A lot of runs. All right. This is a week nine question. Your question is, which player had the most targets in week nine? Jacoby Myers, Tyreek Hill, Jerry Judy, or Richie James? Tyreek Hill. That is correct. You said that with confidence like you knew it. I guess we should have had you on last week, Dan. (laughs) Tyreek Hill had 18 targets in week nine. Caught half of them. 50% conversion rate. So it is now third and 30. Back at the Get the hang of it a little bit, you know. Yeah, you know, yeah. Listen, by the next time you come on, we'll have you play Sam or somebody, you, you'll be a professional. Oh, yeah, I'm calling you'll Sam be out right now. Okay, yeah. I'll do a 10-yard pass under Dauntless Defenders. Just Thank for you. you, Dale. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Which player had the most quarterback hits in week 10. Most quarterback hits. This will end the game most likely. Chase Winovich. Chase Winovich was not top four. There's 13 seconds left in the game. Let it run out. <laughs> Why not? Answer it, you coward. Answer it. He's going to answer it. Four, three, <laughs> two, one. That is game. Who is your answer? If you get this incorrect, it's a touchdown for 21 points. Darius Smith. <laughs> no, it's Carl Lawson. Carl Lawson hit uh, – who did the Bengals play? Whoever the Bengals played, Carl Lawson hit their quarterback six times. He's mean. Yeah, he's he's real mean. <laughs> that, that is aggressive. Yeah, that was a good week. Everson Griffin hit five times. Leonard Floyd hit five times. Leonard Williams hit five times. But, unfortunately, Dan, it's 21 to nothing in favor of Fargo. <laughs> Another victory for you, Fargo. So that means that – I will mute you. Thank you for coming, Dan. Thanks for playing. You're going to get muted now. I'm going to mute myself. And Fargo, you have up to two minutes to say whatever you want. Starting now. So I just wanted to say thanks for coming to the show tonight, guys. I hope that you guys had fun listening to us ramble on about sports, but we love doing it. I hope to see you guys come out here soon to go ahead and challenge me. Maybe Dale allows them, uh, you guys, to maybe work together or something like that to make it a little bit more uh, interesting. No offense to you, Dan, but 
Let's make it a challenge for you, boy. Calling y'all out. Peace. Thank you for that, Fargo. Another week, another notch in the wind column for you. You're getting dangerously close to Jesse's win total. Maybe we can get him back on to defend his record when you're about to break it. Or maybe we can start doing 2v1. Either way, just stay prepared because people are gunning for you now. And to Dan, thank you for coming on as well. I'm sorry I introduced you as Dan. All I do is win, but I was just trying to be supportive. Take comfort in knowing that you aren't the first and you most likely won't be the last to fall to Fargo. Maybe at the end of the season, we can have everyone Fargo has beaten team up against him. That would be something. Anyways, for Fargo and for Dan, I'm Dale Tucker, reminding you that selfies are actually more dangerous than sharks. A study from Carnegie Mellon University found that in 2016 alone, 73 people died mid-selfie, compared to only 4 people dying worldwide from shark attacks in the same year. So put down your phone and go for a swim in the ocean. This has been a Tucker Punch production, and we're out. You're gonna battle, you're gonna fight, win or lose, you're gonna be alright. Regardless of the scoreboard, you can do anything that you work for. Do it for us, do it for one another, do it for yourself, and do it for each other. Regardless of the scoreboard, regardless of the scoreboard, scoreboard, scoreboard. I'm not gonna lie, they had us the first time. We started slow, but we're always gonna finish fast. It's gonna be hard, it's gonna be tough. If you fall down, just stand up. Your friends are there to help you With all the hard work you put in You might go out with this win You're gonna battle, you're gonna fight Win or lose, you're gonna be alright Regardless of the scoreboard You can do anything that you work for Do it for us, do it for one another Do it for yourself, and do it for each other Regardless of the scoreboard Regardless of the scoreboard You're gonna battle